0: Even though digital marketing has been around for decades now, there's still a ton of myths and misconceptions that people deal with every day. Today, we have Chris Williams and Jeff Miranov to talk through some of those misconceptions and give tips and advice for you to maximize your marketing. All that and more today on the Marketing Mad Men podcast.
1: They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the Marketing Mad Men with Nick Constantino and Trip Joe.
2: Happy Saturday, welcome to the Marketing Mad Men, Trip Job and Nick Constantino here live from the battery and uh you know, one of our, I guess, most uh, requested topics, it seems like everyone we come in contact with, uh, you know, the first question is, hey, help me with digital marketing. I need to understand and how to uh, maybe help out my website. And, you know, so I think we've, yeah. got, uh, we've got some experts today.
0: Yeah, my eyes kind of roll when I say it because it's like, oh, right, you're asking now? You're asking this question now? <laughs> first off, you're late to the game. Second off, what I've come to realize, uh, my radio marketing is not going to work if you, unless you have some kind of digital plan in place if you can't find, if they can't find you, if you're not amplifying the messaging, if you don't have that full funnel approach, you're screwed. Well, that's the key. I mean, I think that when I get that question and, and my eyes roll too, it's
2: they think, okay, I found the silver bullet. It's SEO. Yeah. <laughs> and right. And they think that's that's where I'm going to spend all my money. And this is going to answer all my problems. And that's, that's part one of the problem.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I think we just highlighted misconceptions <laughs> and I think that we're going to call this episode, uh, misconceptions in digital marketing. And, uh, because Trip and I, I will botch it uh, we brought two <laughs> guests along that know a lot more than we do um, so we have Chris Williams from elite web pros who's been on before he's an SEO expert web content design expert uh, and Jeff Miranoff from high who is our pay-per-click expert how you guys doing doing great doing how doing are great. you oh, very yeah, good thanks for joining us thanks for having me so yeah. before we get into the uh, list I have in front of me let me tell you my, my misconceptions and my beef that I have, because I think this will frame it really nicely. So here's my problem. My problem is, is that the industry has turned out to be a monopoly with no regulation that allows two of the biggest players to justify prices by faking the word algorithm changes. And most people out there have com- complied by being like, oh, it was an algorithm change. OK, well, therefore, private entities, Facebook just reported 20%, they're up 20% right now. Their sole existence is to make money. So when they say algorithm change, it's how hard they can screw you. And that's really what it comes down to. And the industry is built to be a self fulfilling prophecy of just charging more and more for the same goods. And that is. A great business principle i wish i had thought of it but that is not fair to an entire marketing community that is built and to these poor businesses who are led to believe that this is said silver bullet trip what trip what's your beef before we get into it
2: and i i do have a beef with that but at the same time and we've had capitalism uh, baby are, I, 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 I get we, it we, look we've had the golf industry in here and and tell me every year there's new technology it's gonna make you know your golf game better and better and the reality is year after year there's new irons, new drivers, etc. cetera. You say how that. Much, how much... Change is there now over a period
0: of time. There's absolutely change, but year to year to year is there change? So you I'm say not, that. You say that. But if I use a six-year-old driver, yeah. the most I'm going to get out of a new driver is five or ten percent. Right. If you're using six-year-old digital principles, your business won't exist. Oh, no, no, no. So I mean, it is not fair. No,
2: no. All right, but there is there is a little bit of that's business, in a lot of people now. Again, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think because the fact that it's in a black box, yeah, right, and the fact that everyone says, oh, the algorithm changed. You're not going to understand this. You've got to go to a pro. You've got to do these things differently. And it's all driving new expenses. I don't
0: care for that. I mean, yeah. at least you can make the choice and, and it's a good in the point. golf industry Everybody and all that. Everybody has got a handout. Let's yeah. just talk about programmatic audio. By the time you get through the SSP, the DSP, the analytics side, there's all these people. Everyone's taking yeah. a cut. So by the time it gets done, how effective could it be? And which brings us to our first yes misconception because of how many people have a cut. One of the misconceptions is is that it is only of benefit and of most benefit to the largest businesses who can afford those economies of scale and can do those things. So again, being that blatantly, Tripp and I have no talk, <laughs> idea what we're talking about, uh, let's start with Jeff, because Jeff works for a little bit of a bigger company that deals with this a little bit more. Um, talk a little bit about the large businesses, the small businesses, why people think it works better for large businesses and what the truth is.
1: Well, you know, as we discussed a little while ago before the show, me and Chris come from, you know, way back in the day, the Yellow Page background. So Yellow Page was the one way of directional marketing. If you needed a product or service, yeah. that's where you would go Virtually, Bottom
0: of the funnel. Right. They already, they're already searching for you. That's Absolutely. right.
1: All the branding has already taken effect, which always made when, you know, you branded and you combined it with ads in the Yellow Pages the performance of that yellow page ad was always better. We'd even find like the the biggest thing back in the day is it was positioning in the book. If you were first, second, third, fourth, you would get the most did
0: people used to be, start with an A? Like, who was a plumber, <laughs> have to start with an right. A? Like a, or, plumber, or or a plumber. We're going to have to stop and, and an ask if you were born after this year to
2: even know what the yellow pages are. Yes, I actually do. And the reason why is I have, a, I have a Filipino friend who's five foot
0: one who couldn't see over the steering wheel, so he had to sit on it when he drove. So or, I know the use of the yellow pages. I have a lot of door stops too. I yeah. use the books for those. So, so but what about, but, like, like like, let's talk about large businesses, right? Because so, that's, that's, that's who benefits from having the money to put the front page in the ad too. Yeah.
1: Correct. So, all that went away. So, the the dominant players that could buy the biggest ads at the front of the books, that went away when Yellow Pages, which they died relatively quickly, too, it, you know, was almost like... 2007, 2008. Yep. Yep. So, everyone was trying to figure out how to take advantage, and, and the whole, everything was reset. So, the guy who was the double truck first in the Atlanta directory now had to compete like everyone else for digital space. So... As time, time evolved, the ones that had the bigger budgets could invest more in SEO, more in pay-per-click, more in, you know. as, as time went on, Facebook monetized mm-hmm. itself, allowed for advertising on it. So the smaller guy felt intimidated by everything that was going on. But as a company that specializes in small to medium-sized businesses, we had to come up with a plan to help the smaller business. So it was becoming a bigger fish in a smaller pond. So if you had, let's say, a plumber that covered all of Metro Atlanta, so their SEO budget was spread out over 90 plus cities, twelve counties. Mm-hmm. So the smaller plumber that maybe only had four trucks, what would it, let's, let's go after four cities. Let's take a small cut, mm-hmm. have your two three thousand dollars going up against their two three thousand dollars that was dedicated for that small piece of the market that's how you can compete you write better stronger content you write ads that you know go to specific landing pages on the site yeah. if you design your campaign properly you can compete. And
0: and that brings up a good point about marketing overall, right? So fundamentals don't change. Most people, we are in a time where people lean on communities more than ever, don't wanna work with a mega corporation that's got 6,000 trucks, because they don't feel like it's too big for them to care about them personally. So again, that is as much a tactic as it is. You're acknowledging you're not competing with the big guys on this level, so let me change my tactics. Don't
2: take the one-size-fits-all approach. I mean, that's really where where
0: you need to go. Let me change my tactics. Can I add to that?
3: Please do. So um, at the same time, as you talked about the yellow pages, you only had a couple of categories to choose from. Now, with, with digital marketing, you have keywords that are associated with your business, and you could have hundreds of different yep. variations of the same keyword to qualify to rank on the first page of Google. And if you take it a step further to talk about location, where you're located, your physical location gives you an advantage over all the other uh Service industries in your area. So if you're located within ten mile radius, so if you're located in Marietta, even if there's a big player in in Atlanta, Google's going to give you an advantage over that visibility than that other company, and it's an obvious reason because the people who are located in Marietta will likely want to do business
0: with someone in the area. Google believes that because you are closer, you are most relevant. To them, because that's what it is. It's a relevancy yes. that they try to, to attach algorithms to.
3: They do, and we, when we're shopping, many times we want to work with someone locally. We may feel that they're not going to charge us a fee. We may feel like you know they're going to get to us faster, especially yeah. if we have an emergency. So we typically search for someone who's closer. Unless we do a search outside of our market, so sure. it does make it easier for the smaller guys and, and to get some visibility. And everyone has different search parameters, right? Exactly. Some say community exactly.
0: plumber, some say cheapest plumber, and like everyone has different parameters which they search for. But, so
3: yeah, you, you, you want to break it into a niche. You, yeah. If you can, what you you figure out your customer base, right? You want right. to. So but f-
0: let's not rush through this because yeah. that's the hardest part, right? right? Trip and I talk about this all the time. Most right. people don't know their customer base. They couldn't assign keywords if you paid them to, exactly. which is why it's so flawed to begin with.
2: Well, and that's what I was going to say. So back to the the big versus small. I think the the challenge sometimes for the smaller business and you guys talk about it is that they may come in and they think all right here's my budget and i can only do one thing and so they only go the seo route and they don't think about how they tie their keywords into everything else they do whether it's content whether it's email you name it And, and maybe that's a difference you see between big and large
3: and i think that ties into the concept that you can't afford can't afford marketing because your marketing should pay for itself. So if you have an effective marketing campaign, the money you invest should bring you back more friends. So if you spend a thousand, you get back ten thousand, right? And so that's the the objective. So you want to create a, a full marketing system around your SEO. You want to pair that with the pay per click and some uh promotional advertising too, the rest radio. Yeah. Um or thirty thousand
0: foot. Yeah, and I think you know one of the problems when we first started was everything required manpower. I think nowadays a lot of this is automated, which again, most people don't have a clue, but a lot of this is automated now, right? Getting hmm. yourself on every single um, different directory is much easier now than it used to be. It used to be a page after page to fill out. Now there's algorithms that'll run that'll get you on everything. So you know most people think it's just Google Maps. Well, what if you're in an Audi and you're driving by location? Hmm. You want yourself to pop up on said Audi, so there are directories yeah. for all that So All those things help with SEO. That's right. I think the other problem is, is that Business owners tend to be egos, they tend to have huge egos, and if it's something they don't understand, as opposed to trying to learn about it or admitting they don't understand it, they Mm -hmm. go pitch posh. Mm -hmm. I know the owner of our company pretended the internet didn't exist until two years ago. He thought it was a fad. So until two years ago, the internet was just a fad. Who would ever do it? Until he finally realized. Here's the
2: other thing I see a lot of times is, to that point, the owner will go, uh, I went home or I had my daughter who's off in school, you know, pull up so-and-so search and Guess what? Our, it didn't work because we weren't on until page four. And so it can be a lot of different things. Back to, okay, yeah, their daughter's at school over in Alabama and you're doing a search here for Marietta. Right. All right. I mean, but but we see that a yeah. lot with digital because it's so available, people think they can test it and understand exactly how it works.
1: Right. right. Well, one of the things, you know, in, in, in kind of adding to what Chris said, is that being, you know, and getting back to your original point of how do you compete against these, these bigger companies is how you develop your website, right? A website is a library, and each, mm-hmm. each page in that, in that library is a book. So Google looks at each book in the library and evaluates it for relevancy. So if you're running a pay-per-click campaign, right, and someone searches for drain cleaning, You should have a page that talks only about drain cleaning on your website. Same thing with water lines or sewer lines. But with a call to action. Because ultimately, what most people do wrong is they think it's just more people have to to click the less they like.
3: And the location. You want to add your your location as well. Correct. correct. So there's a lot to that. So you
0: bring up great points. Manpower, guys. What is the manpower? We're talking about a lot of manpower, which makes it think is it cost effective?
2: Right. So we're going to dive into that when we come back from the break and uh, we've got a lot of misconceptions I think will help our listeners. So you're listening to The Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the marketing mad men, Trip Job and Nick Constantino here with our digital marketing experts, uh, Chris and Jeff. And, you know, we were talking right before the uh, break, Jeff, you made a great point that there's so many things that to do it really, really well, you need to connect to. All right. And uh, whether it's your content, whether it's individual pages. So that's the second uh, misconception is this is so expensive. It takes so many, so many resources, people, agencies, you name it, and small businesses can't afford to do it well.
1: Well, it's interesting. We, we usually take a couple of different tacks. We can ask a client, well, what's your budget, right? That could mm-hmm. be one way to do it. And the budget will dictate a strategy, and we'll put together a strategy based on the budget. Or they will say they'll give us parameters, And we'll based on those parameters say, well, this is what you could invest whenever you spend, you know, this is (laughs) what you can invest, right? Up to this amount, how big a piece of this do you want? And that's how you can dictate a strategy. But I wanted to kind of just build a little bit just on um, a point that Nick made is the websites too, very important in investing is solidifying everything is that the websites talk to two audiences, right? One is Google, because you want to rank higher on Google. The other is having the proper—you know—we call them the squat factors: speed of service, quality of service. What do you offer? Um, if you're a roofing contractor, five hundred dollars off an old, ra-
0: old t- any marketing yep. principles. What is Our what is your competitive advantage? What yep. are your, yeah.
1: All that stuff helps. So if you're you're a smaller company, you don't think you can compete. If you're doing all the right things. You can get an ROI, and then you can build and grow off of that original investment. So if you only invest two, $3,000 to start off, you like what you're doing, you replicate those <laughs> efforts, and you grow them over a bigger space or over additional services you want to promote.
0: Yeah, one of the, so one of the problems, I believe, with the answer to this question is, look, everything in life requires one of two things to succeed, time or money. OK, so if you are not putting in enough money to be successful, are you willing to put it to the time in? And That's the right. answer most times is, is no. Correct. And then if you are not going to do one of those two things, yeah, the money and, and the problem yeah. is there are too many people out there that don't challenge people when they say that thing. So, OK, yeah. Yeah, you can only spend two or three grand, but this is what you're going to have to do on your end to be your successful. Are you willing to do that? Right. Most will say yes, most are not. And I think that's one of the disconnects in the industry is if if you're just going to take $3,000 out of someone's hand, they're going to leave a bad taste in the mouth of the entire industry. It happens in radio, it happens in that's TV, yeah. it happens all the time. So I think well, one of the issues well, this... is is we're not challenging back enough to explain, look, you can do this the way you're doing, but it's going to take two years to work as opposed to three months. Like right. if you're going to train for a marathon and you want to run a marathon, if you train one day a week, It's going to take a lot longer to train than if you train seven days a week. Those are core principles.
2: Well, and and I'll go on a rant. We could go on the rest of the 20 minutes. But um, a lot of, I think, small businesses don't understand marketing. They think it is, oh, create that catchy jingle and slogan for me, not the unique selling proposition that you talked about. And and that's really what's going to drive so many things, from your web efforts, from your SEO, PPC, you name it, not, oh, marketing's cute, get that great slogan for me.
3: Listen, I I, I want to definitely add to that, and you make a great point about being very strategic about talking to the search engines and to uh, your audience. But i like to add to that, I think another challenge to this conversation is when you are getting results, being able to measure those results and know when to increase your marketing so that you can add to those results. Sometimes you are getting good results. If you're spending $1,000 and getting $4,000 back, you're getting good results. You may want to spend more and as you continue to expand your marketing, that that four to one may turn to six to one because you expose your business to a larger market, right? So initially when we start with some of these small businesses, you give them exposure and you get them traffic as they start to get results if they can recognized by tracking their leads tracking the conversions they see the return on investment now they can start to make a larger investment in their business and then start adding other forms of advertising to their budget so that they can get a greater return because it's all about more eyes the more yeah, eyes who right. sees you so let, the let greater, me ask you a question that, Chris. So this is a
0: misconception that i have it might be wrong or right and i'm going to challenge both of you to prove me wrong here so while i completely agree with that That's also a problem because all you're doing is bidding for a same set of eyeballs. And if you go up in price, then your neighbor's gonna go up in price and your competitor's gonna go up in price and everyone is continually bidding up said price. So the only person that wins is Google every time or Facebook every time. Because in theory, you go and tell your buddy, oh my God, I'm I'm seeing such great results. I'm doing this, Google's working. They go, well, I gotta be on there. So now they come on there. And now Google says, hey, to compete, you have to spend this much because this person's spending this much. Because it's all public domain. They might not be saying your name, but you're saying your competitors are spending this amount to be here. So all of a sudden, you're just bidding over each other, and that money you're putting in might be less effective because it's it's that system. So, again, I think the systems are rigged. To you spending more doesn't always mean you will see more success, but and again, I see a problem no, there. No, I
2: agree, and I think a lot of people take that tack, but what I heard um, Chris say is, when you have the metrics and you look at it, let's go back to the $1,000, all right, where are you seeing return from and are there new markets or adjacencies or things I should go after and are there areas that aren't returning and maybe it's maybe it's not spending more or maybe it's just a little bit more but it's taking some money away from here and putting it there right Absolutely. and it's really I know, think- it, and, and not just adding more to the current pot but Yes, in, in in essence, you are throwing more money on maybe if you go into another market, you decide, okay, I want to go down or further out to Kennesaw, or I want to get out to Ackworth or, or places like okay, that. Okay, okay. but now you're talking about changing
0: your business, right. model, exactly. right. that, your business model, not just marketing. You're changing business. But your that could be expanding. part of what you're
2: doing. Exactly. But it's a strategy, and that is, can I serve that area? Do I want to serve uh, that I area? Have the resources? Yes. And if you're thinking of it that way, then it's fine.
0: I don't think most people think of it that way. No, I think if, oh, this is working, let me
3: double down do yeah. the same things yeah. and double down,
0: I, I do agree with
3: you. Yeah, you want to you wanna diversify. Um, you know, in this example of $1,000, that's not a, a large enough budget to, um, you know, maximize on any industry, yeah. right? So you're going to have a lot more room in just directional advertising if you're doing one form. So you could add to that form. You can then adding another form. Like if you're doing SEO, you can add pay-per-click. If you're doing pay-per-click, you can add SEO, right? But then once you maximize on those, then you should definitely start adding additional forms of advertising so that you can expose your business to larger markets. So I I would always recommend my clients to brand their business because yeah. any advertising you do when people are searching for you will only be better if they're now searching for your name. And, and so you bring so up a better. great point.
0: So you're the SEO guy, you're telling people to brand, I'm the branding guy and I'm telling people to do SEO. This is what's broken. Okay? SEO is better <laughs> most, most when everything. you brand most it's yeah. SEO so much better people and most paper people think they're fighting over the same pools of money so they don't have honest conversations with clients of how this all works together. They are right. out for their own interests and their own agency's interests, which is screwing the crime. Because ultimately, when the three of us talk, that's what maximizes a return for a client. Absolutely. When you realize that that 30,000 brand assault is only going to make my pay-per-click more effective. It's going to only always. make it Google, easier for Google to index because more people will be looking for it. I know we say always, but I've dealt now with 200 clients per year. 90% of them have no clue what we're talking about here. They don't understand the full funnel approach. They don't understand why the, these things need to work together. They are gonna cut one of them in their head and don't yeah. realize that you might not see results of said cut for three months, six months. Pay-per-click is one of the and I say the easiest because when you cut it, you'll see a loss right, right away. Right, right? right? right. But when you cut radio, they'll still call you saying they heard you on the radio for six months after the fact. But when it does fall, it's gonna be that much more expensive to turn it back on, which is a big right. problem. So and, and, what you and, got.
1: and look and looking at all the metrics for the years that I've sort of followed these businesses, doing a branding campaign virtually all the time enhances your PPC results because when as long as the domain matches the name sure. of the company that's being promoted and it's Great not point. Plumber Atlanta right Great point. you know and then Plumber Atlanta comes up with Joe's Plumbing well Joe's Plumbing I didn't know that you were Joe's plumbing because your URL says Plumber Atlanta but to your point in terms of cost and competition the thing that that you realize is that you can look at all the keywords you kind of um, and starting out SEO is not gonna gonna be there right away it's gonna take three to six months from when you start out PPC is immediate so you get those leads and as you add in SEO leads your overall cost per lead from digital will go down but to get those PPC leads down you're working on a couple of factors quality score which can help reduce what Google will charge you on a click because if you have relevant ads right, that have relevant ad content, and then you land on a page on the website that speaks all to that search query, they're gonna reward you for that because that person's not gonna bounce off. They wanna serve up the best results possible and they'll reward you for discount on the clicks. And the other way you can do it is, as you do, we do search query reports every month. We get rid of the non-performing keywords, whether they're overpriced, whether they're not converting, and that's how those campaigns, the PPC campaigns, though they're immediate, they get better over time.
0: You bring up a good point because another thing I know people don't do is they don't think that they need to watch it as often as you said, right? This is a constant monitoring. This is why you you're taking your cut because you are constantly monitoring and removing yeah. bad performing and moving up now also Don't think you're going to do two days of keywords and see results. You need three months, you need months of data to make smart decisions. It's, again, we're broken as a country. We don't understand statistics. We don't understand margin of error. These are all principles that have been taught. You have to understand it takes a certain amount of time to really see said results. You're within a margin. And the
2: right results, because you guys, and I I, I think it's fantastic, you both mentioned not just cost per leads, because that's what you hear from the -the run-of-the-mill SEO expert. You both mentioned conversions. and. Look, we can all, you guys can do it. I can even do it. Figure out a way to lower your cost per lead. Mm-hmm. But are the leads any good? Mm-hmm. Right. Are you converting into opportunities and venture kind of closures? Of and Which is and if of, and if you don't have that metric, cost per lead, yes, you need to have. But if you don't have your conversion metric, is very you, important. you're
0: so likely going to waste. I'm going to throw in one counter to that. And I yeah. don't disagree with you, but I can drive a thousand leads. If you're freaking terrible with those leads, that's your right. problem. No, because most times... Like, I'll Very tell you the worst, the biggest now. frustration That's... I've ever had in my life was when a client's like, hey, we're not getting any leads. We're like, well, we drove this many people to your website. Oh, look, 80% of the traffic mm-hmm. is digital. You go on their on mobile, you go on their website on their phone, yeah. and it is the worst. You can't even click on a button. Yeah. If your that... business is not built to capture said leads, that should not be on the marketer's fault. The marketer's fault to put your on of eyeballs.
2: No, I agree with that. But I think I would say more often than not, it's, you know... They're only looking at leads, and uh, I,
0: but I've I've run into that in my consulting I would say business. Most often, so. in my humble experience, it is a combination of the two yeah. that you're too focused on leads, but most of the times the mechanisms aren't in place. For example, if you run a SEO campaign to start, then about two months in, you kick in your thirty thousand foot traditional media advertising, then you start pay per click your effectiveness on pay-per-click will probably be two-to-one because right. those mechanisms are all in place. You know your SEO is good, which means your right. website's good. You're fulfilling said things, which mm-hmm. means that's going to be that more effective. Right. If you do that backwards, every single step right. backwards, your leads will be happy. That is value. a right.
3: phenomenal right. point. And then I would add to that, you mm-hmm. talked about having the things in place. Well, let's talk about the email campaign. Let's talk about the yeah. follow-up. Well, now you that's your CRM a, system. You, what do, do you, you, do you with have? Do you, you have a drip, right? So when someone comes in, they fill out a form. Do you have a way of contacting them again if they didn't buy from you? So, you know, you want to you, you want to think about your business and the not just when the lead comes in, but how do you engage with that customer after the lead? And and if they convert with you, are you sending them a follow-up to get a referral? And
2: if you have the right metrics, you're going to see all that. And this Absolutely. is a perfect lead-in to the next misconception that digital marketing is only for technical businesses. And, you know, if you're a CRM consultant or, or you're people, in technology, you exactly, that, uh, boy, it's just too complicated. We can't understand can I, it. Can I it pop in on this
0: one first, trip? Yeah. So as somebody who had no digital experience whatsoever, who has kind of had to teach himself all this stuff for our company, for our clients and everything, I'm going to throw that in the garbage right now. because actually actually all of these are core marketing principles the technical parts of it Very good can be can be done by somebody else yeah. i would i would a million times over a million times take somebody who has a solid marketing background and let them learn the the, the technical stuff then someone take some with a technical background and have them learn the marketing background
3: not, i i, I really, really
0: believe that one of the problems and this is it, again it works i think it worked in the digital it worked in digital marketing's favor for a long time. It was too complicated for the layman to do it. okay? And now it's starting to come back and bite them because they, they missed on how to speak the language that the everyday man understands. And really, at this core, these are simple principles that should be understood across a business. And it's, you guys have done a bad job as an industry of explaining that. And you're seeing you're high, too high above. Like, oh, you won't understand anyway. Well, that's not how you talk to people, they're not going to buy that for I that agree. long. That was a good rant. I'm gonna no, put that listen, one. I agree on. with that it. You know,
3: out. one of the things that I have and Jeff will speak to it, speak to this as well, and I think he does a good job of this as well. But making sure I make it simple. You know, it's not it's not rocket science. Anybody can do what I do. Um, I want to educate my clients and understand exactly what SEO is, how it works, and when you see it, it's very simple. And anyone can do it, right? So once you understand the concept of what your company should be doing for you, you can follow your website, improve in ranking, and get you traffic to your business. And I think that type of conversation has really helped the industry with the people who who've actually been able to look at their website that way.
0: Yeah, it's a core. You gotta understand that the. the... Before you get to the how you're doing it, you need to understand why you're doing it. And that's what's missing right now is people don't understand why index and ranking. One of the things that I found the most fascinating, like Google doesn't care that you have an AP feed on your website because every other ass on earth has an AP feed. So are you making your own unique content? Upon thinking about it, of course it makes sense. If you're sitting there pointing people in the direction, are you going to point to the nine people doing the exact same thing or the one person with unique content? So once you think about these things, take Mm -hmm. the technical part out of it, they Mm -hmm. make really easy, great sense. Not even just business sense, just common mm. sense.
1: Well, there's, there's to your point, there, there's a lot of intimidation. There, like I, I work with attorneys, right? And s- some real, real brilliant attorneys. The issue with them is they, a lot of them don't get the ta- technical aspect of digital. But if you can sort of, Dumb it down a little bit. Like Yellow Pages was easy, right? Here's cool. here's a full page. What what do you want? Bullet points? We have something called Rascal Factors. You know, this is all what you do. Everything you do. Now you have to say, well, there's two two major platforms. There's really Google and there's Facebook. You need a Facebook page. You need a website. This is how your website should be designed, okay, to be effective and to work. These are the campaigns that work. So even if you're running a Google campaign or SEO. You want to be able to remarket to them by retargeting. So it could be, it could be display banner ads. But again, be that's an old ads.
0: principle. There needs a certain amount of that's frequency right. for a mm-hmm. message to run. So again, mm-hmm. I know how it's technical, but these are not common, new principles. This is common sense. Right, just, I mean, yeah. I'm
2: thinking about Don Dixon and, and going back, you know, to advertising. And the same thing used to happen with creatives. And people, oh, we don't understand creatives. You know, it's this black, but they come back with things. It's the same thing. It's common sense. Explain right. it, mm-hmm. what you're going about, and then... Hey, as far as behind the you know, the scenes and the technical stuff, we'll take care of this for you, but here's what we're Trip, gonna do. When,
0: when did you go to what year did you go to high school? uh graduated in <laughs> sure. 1984. okay now since that point do you think people have gotten more common sense or less common sense <laughs> oh my god <laughs> answer uh, the question answer l- the a l- l-
2: t- l- state of our uh, okay good our so, so that's country,
0: the problem so don't say it's common country. sense because common I- sense inquires everybody <laughs> comments to know it, and they don't know <laughs> so, okay.
3: anything can i tie this all in together with we talk about how marketing is all the same one Please. of the things that i talk about all the time in that you know you you got to find your customer right when in Let's say any form of marketing, you got to find your ideal customer. Then once you find your, uh, your avatar, then once you do that, you want to create, figure out what their pain points are. Then you're going to create your ad for that, 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 your proposal, your offer for that business. And then you're going to promote that online. That's the same for Google. That's the same for radio. That's the same for SEO. It's all the same. You're talking to your avatar. You're going to draw that customer in. And if you have that mindset, then you will get great results on all of your marketing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I sure. think a lot of this is self-searching and I think a lot of this is, you know, the, the, the phrase I like to say is just know enough to be dangerous. Just ask questions all the time. Ask why this, why this? You might not register at first, but there's going to be a point where you're going to wake up and be like, oh my God, I get it. And once you have that moment, then no one's gonna pull one over on you. And that's, you know, shame on shame on the advertisers for being taken advantage of. They're not gonna be taken yep. advantage by a bad bank. They're not gonna be taken advantage by bad. So so why are they allowing themselves to be bad actors in this space? And I think, look, it's you do an auto correction. You already see a lot of people weaning out of the industry, agencies going down. So I think that auto correction is gonna happen. And I hope that when it does, people realize that marketers should all be speaking the same language the people doing the marketing need their people to speak the same language and once that happens I think we'll be in a much better spot.
2: Absolutely. So what's uh, what do we have next? We got
0: time uh before was, the break for one intense, more that was an intense one yeah. man. I don't know, I gotta, I lighten, I gotta lighten this one a little bit, yeah. my goodness. All right, how about we do this one? This is one Jeff to talk about good digital marketing delivers quick
1: results. Um there can be instant results, but the best results don't happen immediately. So Digital marketing, it's just a term that everyone throws out of anything that you can really do online. So a lot of it revolves around the two platforms that we spoke of. If you're a business to business, LinkedIn sort of factors into that too. But you know, you have to develop a strategy. Once you develop the strategy, you build on the strategy, you see what works and what doesn't work. And you can get immediate results from PPC, right? Because as long as the 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 source that you're leading that searcher for is answering their question and fulfilling their need you'll get a lead in a conversion to your point that the other person on the other end of the phone converts that into uh you know into a a, you know a prospect that takes it to the next step but the bottom line is you have to have a a an understanding and set the expectations that this could take six to eight months before you see the best results. And I love
0: it, and that's something we talk yeah. about. Yeah, right and, all the
2: time and immediate is different than last minute. I'm sure you've had the case of yes. there's events or something coming up, seasonal Great type Great nature of things, and someone comes to you three weeks before the season kicks off, and. And that's that's not immediate. That's last minute. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. And, and, and there are you, mechanisms for that. You would have to spend there more are. money in that small right. window. Yeah, I mean, again, right. it's either time or money. If you've missed the time to you set it up, to then you flood money. the system right. and you can do it. You know, and, one one I think one really ultimate point here, when you're looking at all of this together, when you're looking at timing, when you're looking at all these stuff, if you do not, from the beginning, Look, lay out what you're trying to do, lay out your plan, go about your plan. If you do not lay that stuff out to begin with, then you're gonna be shooting from the hip every single time you do something. So again, like I said, which part of this, If what is your first strategy? Is it SEO, is it web design? What's your first step? It do has- your first step, but be planning your next step. You cannot just start and then stop and start. So SEO, going into this, we're going into this. Lay those out, they will fall like dominoes, but if you're only looking for short-term benefit, mm-hmm. there are ways to do it, but you will not be building a brand. So one of the things I always tell people, so, are you looking to sell your company tomorrow or are you looking to pass your business to your kids? If you are, there's two different ways to go about it. All
2: right, so we got about 2 minutes for the break. Let's we'll give 2 minutes to if you are looking at short-term
3: benefit. What are what are some bits of advice, Chris? If you're looking for short-term benefits, uh I do think pay-per-click is a good option. I think that you want to keep the mindset of easy come, e- you know, easy come, easy go, right? You always want to Focus on the long term, but if you're looking at it, your your pay per click would be a good start to get leads right away, and then of course you want to put systems in place so that you can continue to every lead that comes in, make sure you have a funnel to continue to communicate. And with I would mean leads. simplify, yeah, right?
0: You're absolutely. not going to do a 50 page website if you're looking for right. quick leads. Do three pages, have three ads that lead to said pages. Slim your offerings. Don't don't make them huge and yeah. verbose if you're trying to do a quick
1: quick. Yeah, and and yeah. you still have to build out your website, even if you. Uh, Website's a living, breathing thing, right? So once you build it, it's not done. So if you say, hey, we need, let's get these three, pa- to your point, three pages up and running. Let's promote, you know, if you're a roofer, let's just go after roof installation. You really want to repair roofs. Mm-hmm. Storms start coming in in April. You don't want the roof repairs because they're not big ticket jobs. Let's run a campaign. We'll build out the content. Let's get that started. We'll develop the website and keep adding pages.
0: So like you this. just win yeah. one thing that's also here. That's a variable, because what if it doesn't right. rain in April? Because what if it doesn't snow? I mean, people deal with this all the time. They make well, all the plans. They could still, you still need to change sometimes. Right. We well, have months. Right. It's gorgeous. And, it's going to be 70 degrees and, today. Who's thinking about heating in February? It's right. Tough, and that really. was
2: one of the things when we talk about short term is, and granted, we used to have larger budgets and B2B, but I used to keep about 10% that was, I called the experimentation budget. Right? Now, if you're working with $1,000, 10% it's not going to work. That's right. But the point being, there were things that would come up short time term that... We would experiment on all right let's let's just try this and, and the goal wasn't oh my god we're gonna get tons of leads or this or the other did we see enough knowing that it was a short-term experiment that all right this is an area we need to think about how do we integrate this more often into our business now it could have been digital related it could have been experiential we had it across the board but that was the goal of all right i'll take a small piece and i'll do some things that are timely Right, and let's just see what we learn. And if we learn, we want to integrate that into our overall budget going forward.
1: So,
3: great idea. Yeah,
1: that's right. Every, 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 there's no two digital strategies that are alike because every business has different goals, different objectives. You have to customize it, and if at all possible, explain to them so they understand and manage the expectation of it the whole time. Otherwise, you know, you get guys like you talk to them and they say, well, how much is it? And, and that's all they care about. It's like, listen, this is an investment. You need to kind of understand how this works. works. Because if you're going to come in like, how much is it? It's like, not how much is it? It's how much is it going to bring you?
2: Right. So it's we're uh, we're talking oh, digital marketing. Uh, you're listening to the Marketing Madmen on Extra 106.3. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men, Trip Job and Nick Constantino here, and we are talking digital marketing with uh, our uh, guests, Chris and Jeff here. And so, um, Nick, you had a thought. Um, Yeah. So So
0: this is one thing I've learned about. um, It's an unfortunate part, but I think, again, I think it'll help with a misconception. So there are mechanisms in place across all of these things to garner views. You can pay somebody to promote your podcast and get hundreds of thousands of views. You can advertise to get leads here to do all of these things, okay? You can pay to have connections on LinkedIn set up for you. You can pay for Facebook friends. These are all things that you can pay for, okay? But by paying for them, you're missing out on the most important part of doing your digital marketing. So the misconception is digital marketing is successful when there are a huge amount of website traffic. So. We know it's wrong. We know it's wrong. We know we need engagement. We know we need these things. But talk a little bit about when you deal with a client who's only using those glamour metrics and think that that's it. Oh my God, somebody looked at me 25,000 times. This is the greatest day in the world. I'm going to be a millionaire. Explain, one, how the system is rigged against that, and two, how that's not the end-all be-all right now.
3: Well, you know, that's a huge misconception, huge misconception. and that was one of the first things I learned as an as a SEO when I got into the business. When I saw one of my first websites generate eight clicks and generate four phone calls. Like it was amazing that they had so few calls at the time. They were talking about 13,000 impressions and all these huge numbers, but to see that you can get those type of results, but what if I can get a hundred clicks? How many phone calls would I get? Right? So now you start thinking about, let me just add enough value on each of these pages because I saw the, the traffic that was coming in was directly correlated to what the person who had the need would be searching for. So, that was a very powerful thing, and I think that if you're focusing on adding value in any of your marketing, whether it's SEO, paid ads, you know, uh, social media, radio, you're gonna you're gonna get the best results because the people resonate with your message, and then they'll convert.
0: Yeah. So impressions aren't the only thing. So, you know, then they talk about engagements or resharing. There are all these things that they're just throwing at you. And like, do you pay per click? Do you pay per impression? I also think it has to do with how good and relevant is your copy. If you have the world's best commercial written for you and you know it's going to work, then yeah, impressions matter. But if you have a a target audience that's really 600 people in the country, then what does an impression matter? Because there's only 600 people that can buy your product. So I think it's relevant. But but Jeff, what what do you see? And as far as just what they're looking for, what KPIs they're asking for when they set these things
1: up. well well the performance indicate i mean if you like to your point if there's less traffic out there obviously you're going it's it's more competitive for that little bit of traffic so you can exp- there's ways that you can do that you can expand your your geography of what you want to go out for you can also kind of look at more services that you want to provide within that same space so there's things that you can do when that traffic volume isn't there but you do want to, whatever it is that you do, you want everything to be comprehensive and online, everything is now working together. With the advent of AI, you know, SEO, you know, implementing SEO with some AI type of tools, doing PPC with looking at, you know, that, that person's online search history, right? If their online search history is, you know, all about outdoor kitchens, right? And then they search for a landscaper that does outdoor kitchens. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to show them some things about outdoor kitchens when they do that Google search. In order to go after that smaller piece, you've got to be really spot on with how you market to them. You've got to be as precise as you can. And
2: you have to have a realistic understanding of your business and whether people know it. Going back to the brand games, it was funny when I first joined Old Castle and was asked to look at some things and they're like why aren't we selling more of our outdoor kitchens and fireplaces and i looked and they actually had a trademark brand name elements for that and everything on the website was elements there was nothing that said outdoor kitchens (laughs) and and fireplaces and i'm just like guys well but everyone in the industry all our distributors know that okay distributors aren't buying the products products. and so guess what within you know Months of making the change, all of a sudden things started to work. Exactly. You started to get that, but sometimes we get so you know focused on our own brand and oh mm-hmm. people understand us and all that. And and going back to your your brand conversation earlier, you have to understand the customer to make sure you're tying
1: things in well. Yeah, well, you want you you to. I was going to say to the point too. There's some industries where it's immediate. Like if you're a glass company and Something gets smashed. Well, that's right, right, away. right away. If you're selling entry doors, well, even if you're going to run a PPC campaign or you want to get more business quicker, that buying cycle may be long. There's a different right. trigger moment yep, for everything. Right. Exactly.
0: exactly. R- roof, like they always say, the you know the storm chasers for the roofs that <laughs> would just chase around whenever there's a hailstorm. That's when they when they thrive and they exist. But so is everybody else. They're all competing for the same thing. Well, look, I think this has been a a, a pretty intense conversation. I think we covered a lot. I think the goal was not ever to be negative, but just for everybody to know that this is not a game, and you have to really be invested in it, and you have to learn from it. So since we've been so um, Debbie Downer-ish and so intense about this, so why don't you guys give a sign of good things to come or give some advice to somebody uh, that is in the industry that is struggling? Let's end on a positive note. Uh, Jeff, why don't you go first?
1: Well you almost have to tell you, say there's someone in the industry that's struggling there's a reason they're struggling mm-hmm. you have to identify what that is there are tools and metrics out there where you can do an online health check for a particular business and you can say here's the areas where you're lacking and this is why you're not performing well and then based on that you can have conversations based on their goals and objectives and then on that make recommendations to help them get there whether it's, OK, let's go for it all at once or we're going to implement it piece mm-hmm. by piece. You have to have a special strategy for each particular prospect that's out there and evaluate them, see what their goals are, and make sure that you're in line with their goals when you make your, your presentation on how things should be done.
0: So if things aren't working for a client, doing pay paper click how do they find you?
1: um just give me a call on my cell phone i'm local in the metro atlanta area a lot of digital marketing companies are going to service you out of california whatever i'm in john's creek and my cell phone number is 678-886-6687 or jeff
0: ladies did you hear that write that one down <laughs> yeah. oh. i think, I've seen, I think I've seen seen it in a bathroom stall once or twice too Uh-oh. i have a face for radio yeah. but
1: <laughs> <laughs> or jeff.miranoff at hyboo.com Hi-boo. wonderful chris what All about right. you bud uh, you can find
3: me uh, on Instagram at Chris Williams Inc. Um, my company is Elite Web Professionals. Uh, something positive I would like to say about the market is that it's 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 wide open, guys. Like if you if you want to get visibility, just just add value. Think about what your customer needs. Think about the service that you offer and their pain points, and put that information on your website. Create a, a solution. Answer a question with a blog. Use a video to explain and solve a problem. Or create a tool on your website that makes it easy for them to get the information. Many people want to know what the price is or what you do. If you can create a tool to help them see that price, it would be great. Wanna, many people want to see what, what the before and after effect of your service is for their business. If you can create a cool tool on your website that will allow them to see what it looks like before and after with your done for you service, that would be awesome. So just think about what your customers need and, and be a solution. And you'll make a lot more money, and they'll be a lot happier. Do you ever,
2: you know, to that point, and we talked earlier, do you ever tell someone very bluntly of, here's an example of a customer who did all the strategy, and here's what we got for them. Here's someone who came in, didn't have the back end, the website, and all that, and here's here's the results they got.
3: You know, Jeff and I both do that on every call. You know, right. you you got you definitely have to have uh, cases, case studies where you can show this is what we were able to do. And it's very helpful, especially when it's in the same industry. You can so show them, you know, take them on a journey on Google search, right? And you can see, okay, this is the keyword that someone may be searching for for this industry. Look at where my client ranks and look at their results. And then, you know, if you can show them the phone calls, you can show them the, the, the clicks, It makes it a lot easier, and again, you make it simple. The easier it is for them to understand, and it makes sense, it's an easy decision, and at that point, it's about, okay, let's monitor our return on investment so we know when to add additional marketing to it.
2: Fantastic. Uh, Great episode, great uh, discussion on digital marketing, and Chris and Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having having us.
0: Talk value, not price. Stop talking about price. It's about value.
2: And investments, return on your investment. You heard that here. So uh, you've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We will be back next week.